Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 73. I'm Fergus and I'm your host of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Tonight I'm joined by Max, Scully Mike and Johnny from the North Bank. We're going to look back at the Newcastle game, look ahead to the Everton game. Um, we're looking to touch on the under-18s beating the scum, the Arsenal ladies uh, securing Champions League football since their first time since 2013, and closing in on the WSL. Um, remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Please enjoy the show, and if you like it, share it. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. What, what can we say about Emery? He's done everything right, hasn't he? An Arsenal podcast. On the day, I thought he was one of the best three players on the pitch. By Arsenal fans. Look, look at him. He's ready to rumble at any moment for Arsenal fans. We need a top-class centre-half. We don't need someone's cast-off. This is your Arsenal podcast. He's never going to be a superstar, but he gives 100%. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Strangely Go enough, on. I'm not going to tell my wife when this podcast goes live for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am really joking. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Good evening. Uh, definitely good morning, uh, which we'll cover in a second. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to episode 73 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, as I said in the intro, I'm joined by, uh, not very far away from me, uh, Johnny in, in Essex. Uh, I'm joined by Scunny in Scunthorpe. And I'm joined by Max, who's currently up the crack of Dawn. Can Mate, you, I'm, um... I'm very far up Dawn's crack this morning. <laughs> we know he was milking her a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> what time have you got over there? It's 7pm here in the, in the UK. We're on British summertime. Uh, you're in Melbourne. Go on, hit oh, us. 5am, mate. I, I agreed to this prior to actually doing my maths on that as we all know i'm actually quite bad at picking the time of when it's what time it is in australia and what time it is in england and i nearly did it again yesterday i nearly got up the wrong day again <laughs> so that would have been funny <laughs> two, two times in a month yep victoria yep. will come along and say just cook us a breakfast and just i'll let you off that's it so, so. i got the day right but the uh, it doesn't negate the earliness of the morning and, uh, Does your clocks change? Yeah, in about a week, we we catch up. We go back to normal, um, which okay. is which is usually you know we're the next morning an hour behind instead of the next morning two hours behind. If you get what I mean. Okay. Okay. Uh, Scotty, you haven't spoken for a little while, have we? Uh, since we last did the podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, which seems like a long time ago with some of the football and bits and pieces. Uh, mm. You're doing well. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah, 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 good. Uh, as we've said beforehand, I think everybody in the man and beast has got some sort of bloody lurgy going on at the minute. It's just uh, dreadful and it's hard to shake. Johnny from the North Bank, I was only speaking to you last night doing your Gooner to Gooner. How are you since I spoke to you last night? Uh, had a shit day at work, got hit by a van on the Move bike. On. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, coming out of Brentwood, yeah, some cockwomble. Uh, was stuck in traffic and decided what he wanted to do a U-turn and cut across me without without looking and uh, nearly took me out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. He's lucky I didn't punch his lights out. 
I, I was outside the Enkel before the Newcastle game, which we are going on to, so it's quite topical. And um, Seven Sisters Road at that stage is one way, three lanes, and there's a little turning just by the Enkel. And there's a police car coming on the inside lane, and there's a little Honda Jazz or something like that. Um, with a, a lady who doesn't look like she's from London, she doesn't look like she uh, can drive very well. Uh, she's in there with her. Uh, older daughter in the car and she just decides as they do in London and you will know this Johnny just to turn right don't need an indicator just turn right she's in the middle lane oh that's my turning she cut across a copper and the the copper had to screech the brakes on and went me 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 jumped out it was a female um, police officer who was driving she jumped out of the car exactly like I would have wanted or you would have wanted to get off your bike or whatever Mm -hmm. Her face was raging, <laughs> and and she went up and got <sighs> realised that there was she was surrounded by about thirty or forty Arsenal fans standing outside the pub. Going, mm, this is interesting. You could see she wanted to rip the woman a new arsehole. She said, Don't you realise you should indicate you were in the wrong lane? And she had to try and compose herself. She'd done very well, in fairness, because I would have just fucking ripped the woman's head off, honestly. Honestly, that, she was... that doesn't just happen in London. That happens everywhere. It happens to me all the fucking time. People not indicating. It's one of my. It's one of the bends of my life. I hate it. Uh, Mike, I don't have indicators on my car. I've got to be. I know you've got a BMW. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> you know, there was an April Fool's recall, which was um, the, the orange flashy lights are working. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday night, eight p.m., first uh, of April, April Fool's Day. Um, we went into that game. Uh, it, it, it was probably Rocky Rowcastle's Rem- Remembrance Day, which yeah. there the, the was, because obviously 31st of March was Rocky's anniversary, um, and there was a little of a, a reverberation of uh, Rocky around the ground, wasn't there, uh, Johnny? Oh, yeah, it was really good. Um, and then, then, hopefully the guy who sit, sat behind you that time I didn't say wrong era. Uh, it, was it, it wasn't a League Cup game, so yeah. <laughs> Cockwumbles. Yeah, you did hear it coming through the TV, to be fair on that. I, I, I thought there was, should have been more of it, because normally on the seventh minute we'd have something, and I don't think there was ever anything on the seventh. It just came out sometime in the middle, middle half time, but it was a slow burner of a game to start off with. So, you know, line-up-wise... There was no Aubameyang because he was ill beforehand. Um, no Shaka because he got injured, I think, in training or in the warm up. Uh, Kosh- no, Koscielny got injured in the warm up, and um, yeah, it was, he got he, yeah, he pulled up quite late on. And, yeah, uh, and and Shaka picked up on international duty. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so lineup was a little <laughs> bit different, I suppose. From us in the pubs or in like in our cars on the way or on trains on the way to the game. We're looking at the lineup and going, what? What? Abamyang on the bench? No, Shaka and uh, no, Koscielny and see Mustafi in the starting lineup. You could clearly see he was three at the back. Um, Leno uh, was um, obviously between the sticks, but he was up for his second clean sheet in a row, which I didn't realise that fact until I was uh, looking back at some um, of the stuff preparing for this podcast um, that he's not kept more than one clean sheet in 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 the role in the Premier League. It, I know after this game it ends up being three clean sheets, but Czech had one of them, and I didn't realise Socrates was the nine yellows, um, and the fact one more he would have uh, he would have a, a two game ban. Um, um, Arsenal. Beat Newcastle, the Emirates, to to move um, above Man United and obviously above 
Tottenham to go third in the Premier League. What did you um, What did you make of the the, the, the lineups? And then we'll talk about the game. Uh, Max, since you're up um, and bright and early and very bright and with it, uh, I'll let you go first. And uh, needs must, boys. We've got a crazy, crazy April ahead of us. Lots of games. Europa tie against Napoli. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot more of this over the coming month. A lot more of having some assets on the bench instead of maybe backfilling the team with all 11 of the best players. I quite like having... The bench wasn't that strong though, was it? Yeah, but I mean, you've still got Mkhitaryan, who was arguably player of the month last month. Um, Obviously, you have Mm -hmm. Aubameyang on the bench as well, which are two high-tempo impact players that we were able to bring on um, you know, much later in the game. You see El Nenny come on as well, which shows a utilisation of the deeper aspect of the squad. So for me, it was very much very much needs must and, and go out there and get the job done. I did put up a tweet saying, you know, uh, one down, seven to go, Emery to grind out seven victories. Well, it's possibly 12 games if we get all the way to the Europa League final as well. But mm. Mike, what did you make of the game? Are they the lineup? Sorry. It was to be expected with the injuries and illnesses that have just seemed to have cropped up in the last couple of days before the game, sorry. And Johnny... Uh, sorry. Johnny, we, we sorry, were you going to say something else? No, no. no I'm okay. Good. I'm good. Um, Johnny, we didn't meet up before the game because you were, you were down by your seat and stuff like that. Um, yeah. What, 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 did you, what did you make of it? Were you, and what were people around you saying? Well... <clears throat> I, I I was a bit surprised not to see Zaka until I, I I checked online and I saw he did get a knock. Um, and same thing with the Kashelny as well. I hadn't heard that he pulled up last minute, but you know he started to get around. And I could see, and I said I said to um, to Steve and Joe sitting next to me that we 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 changed uh, the setup to counteract their their front three. Uh, it's just another classic idea of Emery changing the way we set up for each individual game. And I thought, again, he got it pretty much bang on. Such uh, a novel idea, isn't it? Uh, get your tactics to work against your opposition's strength. Yeah, Almiron, uh, Perez and Rondon, they've been playing brilliantly together. They're in the form table. They're one below us, like I said on one of the previous podcasts. They've been playing brilliantly, and we made them look like they didn't know what they were doing. They, they did. They did appear very, very poor opposition. Um, like if we go through the game itself, um, Aaron Ramsey, who had an early effort disallowed, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, uh, following a foul, <clears throat> debatable bullshit uh, call. <laughs> uh, he put us ahead. Uh, uh, put us ahead uh, with a low strike from fifteen yards out, um, made by uh, Rambo. Well, actually, it started with Gwendozi, um, but uh, Rambo, Lacazette, and then Rambo to finish. Let's just look at that sort of whole. What's that? Ten, fifteen minutes. So, about fifteen minutes in. Um, Ramsey scores a goal that's disallowed because apparently Socrates pulled back on what was their defender called? Who I'll tell you what, he, he must have had slippy boots on because he, he was hitting the ground all day long. Lejeune. Um, Lejeune, I think it was. Lejeune, yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen the replay 
I've seen that on the replay, um, Socrates is touching his arm. He's sliding along his arm. He's slightly tugging at the uh, short part of his sleeve. At the point that he's involved, he has let go of the sleeve. He's He, he has got flesh on flesh or so um, on um, Lejeune's arm. But uh, Lejeune looks and sees the ball's coming in. Shit, I'm in trouble. And he just drops to the floor. Uh, that could easily be given as you know he he's pulling he's pulling on on Socrates just as much. Uh, Max, come uh, on. I, th- I think it's a conversation now as we draw close to the end of the season. It's a conversation that we need to start bringing up about VAR. And if that goes to VAR for VAR to be effective, it needs to be black and white. And if it is a black and white decision, then it has to be given a foul. It's soft as shit. That's what's going to happen when we start bringing in video refereeing. They but you don't think the goal would stand? No, I don't. I think that if VAR is going to be effective and it's going to be black and white, they're not going to be able to make decisions based on whether or not it is enough force. It will just look at whether or not there is contact. There's contact. It won't stand. So uh, I just yeah. think it's interesting now, you know, as we get towards the end of the season, we know it's coming in next year to start looking at things based on how they're actually going to officiate the game from that perspective and I don't think it would stand because there is to the letter of the law he's tugging him it's fucking soft and we're going to end up losing it about it next year but an interesting conversation to have nonetheless mm. uh, Johnny uh, me and you looked at it from the ground and we we didn't know what the fuck was going on really do we so and 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 you talk about VAR mm. they're talking about now they are going to show those sort of um decisions and the replays uh, on the screens and I really do hope the show I think they've shown them in the FA Cup semi-finals and uh, and then probably going on from there Johnny go on uh, well, I was going to say we've said it before uh, when VAR comes in Socrates is going to be in some fucking trouble. <laughs> we are going to we are going to get a few a go against us um, because of Socrates, and we see the benefits of him now. But he's not had he, he had a lot of trouble in that year that he was at Borussia, and uh, they brought in the VAR, and he was getting caught out a lot. It's a bit like Wes Morgan and Robert Huth that year for Leicester when they were kind of climbing inside people's shirts and they made changes the next year and Leicester really struggled the year after winning. It's got to be the right tool for the job, isn't it? I reckon we're going to have to get a more canny uh, pair pair of defenders. I think Holding will be okay. I think for Marlon... Fucking I can't believe I nearly said for Marlon. Koscielny will be okay, but I think he's... Koscielny's finished. He's finished, but he's played quite well. I mean, in turn, I'm talking about mentality oh, yeah. and, and playing within the VAR structure as it is. So I do think you Mustafi, think that that's a foul? Do you think that's a foul on VAR, Johnny? I haven't seen the replay. Uh, I don't I'm think gonna, I'm going to have to plead the. I'm going to have to plead well, the Wenger I, on that and I, say I, I didn't see it. And, and Anthony Taylor <laughs> being the referee. Um, had no clear view of it either. The lines. Fucking useless he was. No, no, I know, and and we're going to talk about him as well, and we will do over over this this bit of the game. Um, he is fucking useless. He let things slide that you shouldn't let slide, and he pulled people up on things he shouldn't pull people up on. But if you look at the line, I thought the linesman when I looked at the replay had given it, and um, 
the linesman had given it as a good goal and just ran back up to the halfway line as, as they yeah. would when it's a, it's a goal. But Sky done something, um, which is see what he could see. Yeah, which I I I, 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 I watched it because it was it was actually on while uh, the game was on. They did a refs vision or refs view, and I can't remember who's in front of him, but he had no clear view. There was two two players in front of the of Socrates and uh, the other chap. And there is no clear so view. So basically, all it would have been is the ref would have seen when them two moved out the way, is uh, the Newcastle player on his ass. So and that's why you give it. And we, we'll talk about the Chelsea game with the Willian standing in front of the linesman oh, for the. Yeah, offside. I was just I was just about to say the same about that. There was something did, similar did, happening in the Chelsea yeah, game, and it wasn't given. Exactly. Well, no, they, they they got the goal, didn't they? They didn't get the offside. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. The offside so, wasn't given. Yeah, so what um, Taylor should have done is I can't see it. Look at my liner. My liner is running up there, up to say it's a goal. Uh, he'll talk talk to him in, on the earpiece, and he shouldn't make a decision like that. And Anthony you Taylor can't was see a- it. You can't give it. It's the same with penalties. If you can't see it, you can't give it. And he gave it without being able to see it. No, he, d- he definitely didn't see it because even when it was on the on the sky and the the, uh, the ref's view. Uh, no, he, there was no chance. There's no chance he could have seen it. He missed two clear uh, handballs as well. One of them uh, should have given us a penalty. No, that wasn't a penalty. That's in the second half, and I, I, and honestly, I don't think it was. I, that was right up near his armpit. Uh, that was uh, what's what's the young uh, lad's uh, name? It was, I had a better view than you, Ferg. So I'm going to disagree with you. It hit his 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 hand, and his uh, you know it bounced against his hand and his arm. No, so I, I thought I, I, it was a clear, clear penalty, but I, there was a I, second I, one as well. I, I screamed for the penalty because you do <laughs> try and do some twelfth man pressure, but I didn't think it was. I, I turned around to the guy beside me and said, "Fuck me, that would have been soft." Mm. The disallowed goal was soft. Sorry, what's that, Mike? I said that disallowed goal. Uh, disallowed goal. Disallowed goal was soft. Yeah, yeah. What the hell's a disallowed English? Disallowed not, 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 not like um, some. I've been hanging around dialect. you too much. I've been talking to you too much. Should I say? You're Listen, rubbing off on us all. Let's look at um, the Ramsey goal, which uh, came from. Gwendozi deep, and listen, I, I am a critic of Gwendozi in some ways, um, and people have been waxing lyrical of what a fantastic game he had against Newcastle. Well, he played well. He put in some great tackles. There was one particular tackle in the second half um, that I remember, which is around the halfway line, which is where he seems to work best. Um, and um, uh, he, he just clattered into this lump of a football player and, you know, he, he's not afraid to go in for a tackle. Um, but Guendouzi laid the ball off to Ramsey. Ramsey laid it off to um, uh, Lacazette and Lacazette, who had a great game, uh, laid it off to Ramsey and Ramsey left foot, bottom corner. Uh, excellent game. Who's going to die? We're still waiting to find out, aren't we? Oh, that, that was it? Uh, it was a boxer. Boxer Vinnie Mitchell um, is like, like quite local to uh, me and Ferg, just just down in Dagenham. Um, as far as I can tell, that's the only one. That, that's that's quite sad. But normally it's um, one of like the Piers Morgan Brigade or something like that. You know, I wish it was Piers Morgan. Fing, fingers crossed. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Well, Piers has signed off um, GMB for 
Uh, he said, uh, quite some time. I wonder if quite some time is forever. Good, because he's a <laughs> fucking idiot. So, um, a good goal, though, by Ramsey, don't you think? It was I a good team was, goal. Yeah. I think all round it was a good team goal. But do you know that that was, uh, that was like, what, th- nearly 30 minutes in, and that was the first shot on target by either team for a half an hour? Now, like, we're, we're talking and saying... You know, we had a good game. Uh, we should have scored 4 0. We end up 2 0. Um, our, our 1 4 0, we end up 2 0. Um, but we top us sat back. We were controlled. I thought I thought we were quite controlled in the way we went at the game. Yeah, I think it's because um, we, we normally hit the sort of hit the blocks running, don't we? And we. We're all, we seem to be at it quite early into the game, you know, within the first 15 minutes there's, there's always pressure on the opposite, uh, you know what I mean, our opponents. But I think that's probably come down to the fact that we've probably had, most of the players that we've had have had three weeks off. There's only been a couple that have gone on international and there's only a couple playing on the in the at Dubai. Which probably done us a favour in reality. And, and, and Suarez, Yeah, in hindsight, actually. yeah, it probably has done us a favour, but there's also, you know, you know what I mean, when you rest for so long, you, you know what I mean, it te- you tend to get you need to warm up a bit. A little bit of ring rust, <laughs> well, the, I think, the, the, there, boys. A little bit of ring rust from... I'd agree, know, though, yeah. No, inter- no, barely any international players. I don't know whether that's a, an insight into where we are as a football team at the moment, that we have so few people out on international break, but not playing for two weeks and then coming into a game. The, the first 15 minutes was was painful to watch. It, it was boring. It was bad shit. Hmm. And then just before half time, we were celebrating again. Uh, Lacazette put a powerful effort in, and what a clearance by Richie off the line! The keeper oh, was God, beaten. Yeah. It, you know. it, it was going in all day long, and that is the kind of defending that you want to see from your defenders. But it is—it was the twist and turn as well by mm-hmm. Lacazette that would—that would have been up there, top five goals of the season. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be one of the uh, saves of the season now. Uh, well, d- yeah, defensive thing. So we went in at half at half time at one nil. I was I was quite okay with that because Newcastle didn't really offer much of a threat. They had, I think, probably one half attempt, which is the point that I've been slagged off on a few uh, forums and platforms um, talking about, in particular, an Arsenal fans forum talking about um, Mustafi and um, that first half is where I stand, and Johnny, you're not far away from me, um, I stand and I watch the the Arsenal defence generally perform. And Socrates um, made a fuck up, and uh, Ball came free, and Mustafi made one hell of a run and, and cleared it. You know, he done really well. Uh, Monreal, faultless game. Absolute faultless game. Yeah. But 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 um, I thought Mustafi had a great game. I did see when I looked back at some of the replays and stuff on and 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 the highlights. I did see a skyward. Uh, uh, I think he hit Thierry Henry in the box. I think in in, in Thierry Henry's box, um, with that uh, sort of kick come cross to uh, was that Lacazette that was in in the area waiting for it. I think he's still waiting. Um, but I th- I thought he had a good game first half and I got slagged off for it. But you know, uh, second half. 
Socrates headed wide. Um, Abamian came on and he had a shot saved. I thought the, the, the tempo of the game changed immensely once Abamian yeah. came on. And we talked about it many a time before about Abamian as an impact sub. And today, or, sorry, today, Monday, um, demonstrated that he definitely can be exactly what we had said an impact sub. Lacazette left on the pitch, it just changed things up. It will be. Had an okay game. He won his best game. I thought game. he was mainly anonymous in the game, to be honest with you. I, I, I said to people next to me, he, he didn't really make much of an impact. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything right. But, like, you know, very he'd done Iwobi. what he was meant to do, which is run... Sorry? It was, very, it was a very Awobi performance. He ran around. He worked his hole off. It didn't really come off for him. And I struggled to work out whether Kalasanak had a poor game because of Awobi or Awobi had a poor game because of Kalasanak, but that left side definitely a lot broke down down that channel. You see, I, I think Kalasanak had more more defensive duties this week. Well, on this I, game I thought Kalasanak had a good game overall. Yeah, it right, was just yeah. his final ball. That's the I think the issue for him was in the Kla- game. Kalasanak has improved. He's good at going forward and 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 just ram raiding through the midfield and getting a cross in. And yes. He probably should shoot a bit more, especially when there's an open goal. Manny, yeah. Crying out for it. I've, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, my yeah, yeah, been yeah, saying it. I've been saying it. Just but shoot. There's so much emphasis, though, on what, how they train and how they set up and how the tactics are set up. It's all emphasising on him cutting back and the other side cutting back. Yeah, Bellerin was in the same yeah, it's, position. It, it's all the wing back thing. Uh, Bellerin was doing, but um, I I was impressed with going back on a Wobi before we go on to Kalasnik. I was quite impressed with the interplay and the relationship that Ozil. Um, some people say he was man of the match. We'll discuss that. Um, Ozil and Awobi seem to have a good connection together. Yeah, they have. They have. They have. Um, you know, Wenger and others have said. That he Awobi plays better, more in the central role than he does out in the wing. It's the fact that at the moment we don't really have anybody else to play down there. Um, kind of leaves him because he does a job to a certain standard. Kind of doesn't leave much else to to be done there. I I, I actually thought that Ozil had a really good game. He worked his fucking as uh, as the convict says, worked his hole off. <laughs> that that comes from Irish because uh, yeah, <laughs> pain in the hole rather than pain in the arse. Um, but uh, um, yeah, Ozil I thought had a really good game. What I liked about Ozil um, was that he was getting stuck in. He still yeah. does have that. Lethar- he's got the way he's got his characteristics, the way he carries himself. But um, he was. He was he was getting involved. He he was getting a sweat on, and yeah, uh, and watching some of the deft passes and the deft touches he does. Mm-hmm. Um, that little back heel in the middle to, between yeah. him and Ramsey was brilliant. But that's against Newcastle. Yeah, and um, I, I I've said I said on my podcast yesterday, and I'll say on this podcast today. I thought Ozil had an acceptable performance, a very acceptable performance, a solid 7 out of 10. I'm not going to nosh him off for doing his job. Yeah, I agree uh, with that same review for Mustafi. That should be the minimum standard that yeah. he, he, he hits 
like he played against Newcastle. But I think with Ozil in this game, he played slightly above average. I think it's an indicator. I think. Of how I think. Poor it was, it, sorry, sorry, been. Max. One second. So I, I think you say he was slightly above average. I think he's probably one step above that, but not as good as people are are talking about. Max, carry on. I just, I just think that it's an indicator of where Özil's come from, that this level of effort, which for any other club in any other team would be the minimum standard, very much like Johnny said for Mustafi, it being the minimum standard for him to run around, for him to put in effort, for a three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week talisman who is a pass master to be able to put on some decent passes, and when I see games like what he had as far as impact against Fulham, games like what he had as far as impact and ability against Southampton in serious games, in top games, then I'll nosh him. I'll nosh him right down to the ball sack. But I just refuse to do it for what I see as for that level of player, that standard of player, that level of ability. For me, that is 100% the acceptable level from a player of that standard. So well played. But to give him man of the match over Aaron Ramsey's and Lacazette's and, you know, guys like that in this game from Sky Sports, I just thought was insanity. Mike, you were going to say something? Yeah. Um, as for Ozil, I'm going to say credit where credit's due. He had a good game. I, I do agree, though. It it was a, ga- a good game for Ozil against Newcastle. Uh, let's see him do the same thing against City or United or Liverpool. Uh, before I... we start, before we start noshing him off, and I was going to say something quick about Mustafi, his game yesterday. Uh, how can I how can I put this into words? Mustafi's game yesterday was like him going out into the woods, taking a shit, and wiping your ass with a nettle. Whereas normally his games are, he's doing exactly <laughs> the same thing, but wiping his ass with a fucking hedgehog. So that's the way it goes for Mustafi for me. I'm sorry, but that's it. I am fucking sick of hearing it. He did not have a great game. I'm sorry he didn't. Okay. I I, I take your point on board. Um, it's the only way I'm going to get it through to some people. <laughs> um, I, I spoke to a friend of mine today, uh, and a business client, but more a friend than anything else. And uh, we were talking about um, the game, and I said I was coming on, and we're doing this tonight. And said, uh, I said... Uh, what do you reckon about the game? He said, um, we all had similar thoughts about the different players and the goals and the referee and everything else. I said, and I come along, knowing the Mustafi situation and some of the grief I had, I come along, what do you make of Mustafi? And he went, he's a dick. He used another word, but he went... He's I a went, Stefan. Yeah, he's a Stefan. And, 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 and I went, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. He said, no, he's a proper Stefan. I said, but in fairness... The last game against Newcastle, he had uh, a, a good game. Um, by the way, Mike, I think you've given us our title. <laughs> Wiping your arse with a hedgehog. Just, oh. <laughs> listen, listen, we, we, we're going on. We're going on. Let's let's finish off on this game because we've got loads to talk about. Um, uh, the second goal, Arsenal got the second goal um, from a really calm finish by Lacazette. But it started again with Guendouzi, who I can't slag off, and I won't go on about that. But Guendouzi uh, released the, uh, the the ball from the midfield onto Lacazette, like he did with Ramsey on the on the first goal that counted. Um, and Abamyang took this 
wonderheader um, and just to lay it down to Lacazette. How the beautiful the goal. Was, the awareness was beautiful. For, but also the, that that little triangle of play that has developed between those three players, Gwendouzi, uh, Laka and Oba, I think that is such a good uh, link-up that they've got. I just think uh, Gwendouzi's been not so much dropped, but like given a bit of a kick up the arse to say... like He's got to be a bit such a player in two years' time. Yes, but we need fucking players now. I think he's good enough for what we're trying to do right now. But if we progress too much, then we, he might get left behind a little bit. The more and game I, time I, he gets, I, I think he'll, cut, he'll, he'll keep up with it. I, actually I hope had he's him first down. choice next season. Yeah, I actually honestly. had him down for a bit of a 50-50 performance there. I didn't think he was great. I agree. I didn't think he was great in the first half. I thought he really grew into the game. And one of the things I've noticed with Gendouzi is he does have this habit of growing into games. And I, yeah. I think that's just a thing of him being young. I think sometimes he struggles to pick up the pace of the game. He's he's dogged. He's incredibly lightweight. I mean, look at the size of him compared to the you men know, he, he's coming he, he, up against. Max, I don't think he's that lightweight in comparison to other Arsenal players. Like if you look at Maitland-Niles, who had a good game as well. Um, um, if you look at him in, in the size of Maitland-Niles and, and some of the other ones, he's not that much lightweight in our sort of style of player. But I, I, I do agree with you against our opposition players, but most of our squad looks lightweight against the majority of opposition players. Um, I also agree with you in the sense that um, he seems to grow into things, but I think that's his... probably sums up my opinion of the guy. I think he's a great player and he will grow into a great player, but he's not as fantastic as people talk about right now. I think if you line up a Wobi at 22, and we always talk about kind of giving a Wobi a little bit of a break, and that's the the debating topic that always comes up with a Wobi, especially for me, I always say, guys, he's 22. I look at someone like Gendouzi and I think at 22, you're going to be a full... France international, you're probably going to be a leader for us. Like I think Gendouzi, if he stays on this trajectory, the, the sky is the limit. I said on my podcast yesterday, I genuinely think that there isn't a better 19-year-old central midfielder anywhere in the world right now. That's how much of a rap I've got on the kid. Tony Adams, Mark two. Mate, he could be a very, very special leader for us. And it's it's not just, again, you know, not meaning to make um, make a Wobi kind of the centre of my point again, but just look at the mentality difference. Look at how Gendouzi, when he has a bad, like even within this game, when he has a bad touch and when he gets caught on the ball and when he plays a bad pass, that mentality to just get up, dust it off and go again, that's the thing that gives him so much value. Do you think that's the fact that he's a foreign player having to, so young and having to travel and live and learn a new culture in this country? Um, come on, okay, the, the culture between France and, 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 and England is not huge, but it's still language barrier and everything else. Where with um, Awobi, he's uh, started at the academy at age nine. I still rate Awobi and shoot me down if you want. I think if we lend him out for a year and he gets first team football somewhere, he he it's make and break, but I think he could be he could be really really good. I, he has the makings of a fantastic player and as you said Max he's only 22. But 
Um, Gwendozi's. I, I think it's attitude over skill, Fergus. I, I don't think that Awobi's far off in the skill. I, th- I, I, th- I think that's what I was trying to get at. But yeah, there's there's an attitude difference, and the difference with Gwendozi is he's got big old inflated beach ball bollocks, and he just goes about <laughs> doing his business. You got to think as well. He's just he, you know he was in the PSG youth team. He got moved on to Lorient in League Two in France, and now is now is in the Premiership with Arsenal, and he's getting a, quite a bit of first team games. That that you got you got to give the guy credit for there. And when he's only being nineteen as well, he's still only a teenager. Um, just give him give him a little bit more time. I think sometimes in life you have to take your opportunities, and I just think Gendouzi has for for whatever reason taken his opportunity. And I don't I don't think he was bought to play this much football. I don't think in a million years he was bought to play me this much football, but he's done it. He's put his hand up, and I, I think this season he's established himself as as someone who's going to play a lot of games next year. Definitely, agreed. Finally, on this game because we've actually overshot what we normally do in this game, um, Lacazette scored a late goal, which was disallowed. I revert um, the right honourable gentleman back to the said match official, Anthony Taylor. Is he good enough to be a Premier League referee? Because Lacazette did not handle that ball. Well, to answer the right honourable gentleman's question, no. The referee was dog shit. It was clearly the fucking keeper. Yeah, I, I, I listen, I, you know me. I, Yeah, I have got... I think there was an excuse I heard on Sky Sports saying that it was Lacazette who pushed the keeper's hand into the ball, which was, again, having having to watch it back, was bollocks. Bollocks. No, I I hadn't heard that, and that's the first time I heard that. Uh, I can't can't remember who was commenting He he was leaning forward, but probably leaning forward. Uh, And the keeper was coming to... uh, There was was no touch of handball. Uh, It was... Anthony Taylor, sort yourself out. And the the Premier League, on, on, on the... The topic of the, like the quality of referees, we've we've criticised Mike Dean, Stefan, um, and we we've criticised lots of referees, but he was particularly poor on that. He let a lot of things slide. I said earlier on, he let a lot of th- things slide that he could have pulled people up on, and then on the big decisions, he fucked them all up. So Arsenal finished two nil. Uh, Leno managed his first consecutive clean sheet in the clean uh, in in the Premier League this season and Arsenal have kept three consecutive clean sheets in all competitions for the first time since December 2017 um this was the 10th um home league victory in a row for Arsenal uh the best run since a sequence of uh since December 1997 so we're going a long way back considering the amount of uh you know victory and history that Wenger had over the years, the Invincibles and everything else. There's that for, with, the Emirates is a fort- fortress. Um, and Unai Emery has continued um, with a strong second half of the season, um, which could secure us um, a return to the Champions League after a two-year absence. Um, and it's also, Manny pointed this one out, this is also the first time we've been third since February 2017 and you know what there are only uh, we're only one of three of the 92 clubs in the English league that have yet to drop a point at home uh, in 2019 Arsenal have won all of the 17 Premier League games home uh, at home with Aaron Ramsey um, uh, when he scored uh, we're going to miss him 
some of the celebrities won't. What? We Sorry, can about. I just go back onto your stats? How many uh, clean sheets has Leno had? Um, this is his second consecutive clean sheet ah, yeah, this season the league, yeah. in the Premier League, and it's also his. Uh, it's a the third tie, uh, sorry, it's the first time we've kept three consecutive clean sheets in all competitions ah, since December. I misheard you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I misheard yeah, yeah. you. It's probably my mumbling and fucking the words up as usual. Um, yeah, Max, had you, uh, you, you, you put your hand up to say something on there? I Thanks, just think it's, I just think it's going to be really interesting. Um, so if we do secure third place this season I mean that as time goes on I'm more and more confident that we're going to we are going to get this third place I just think it's really interesting to look at how this is going to change our strategy transfer wise moving forward because if we secure yeah. third place There's I'm 50 not million sure straight away. yeah but I'm not sure that we actually have a team that if we just rolled this team out again next season or if we bought back Reese Nelson I, I think that Securing third place requires. We're not. We're not a Champions League side. No, no, no. That, that's that's kind of the 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 drum that I'm banging. Does that all of a sudden mean that we, you know, with the, yes, there's an extra fifty million right there. But I mean, then we want another fifty million. I mean, I think we it, need a hundred and fifty million pound worth of of wingers to become a a, a real Champions it, it, League. It, it, Max, if we if we come fourth, we can't spend because we don't know if we're in there or not. If we win the Europa League or come third, um, then. They know on the 15th of May or whatever it is when they, the league ends, that's it. Break your balls. We've got 200 million, 300 million, whatever it is. We're going to offload players who are coming to end of the contract, end of age and stuff. Lick Steiner will go. Czech will go. Da, 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 da. And, and, and we do have the opportunity to bring in some names. Sadly, at the cost of probably maybe Nelson, maybe Death Row and so on, because... While we're in the Europa League, they got a better chance of breaking into in, into the first team. That's what I mean. It changes the whole strategy. I mean, the strategy around the club leading into this year, at the midpoint of this year, we were all talking about how we're going to utilise the, the squad that we have, how we're going to use the youth team that we have. Unfortunately, that all goes out the window. Or fortunately for us, that all goes out the window and those guys really become, become well, you've got players like filler. You've got players like Saka. Yeah, he, he'll be no, he'll be nowhere near it. I mean, I wouldn't have him in next year anyway. He's, he's he no, no, no. He's Carling, he he's Carling Cup level at the minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely and, and, needs a loan. And, along and, with Eddie, needs a loan. Along with Awobi, I think needs a loan. You know, I'm, I've, I've said, I've, been, I've said that for I, a few times. Yeah. I agree with you so much. I've been banging that drum for a while, but I just think all of a sudden it it it, it really drags to the forefront. I mean, if if we finish above or when we finish, I'm going to be positive here, boys. When we finish above Man U and Chelsea. I wonder what they're going to do in the transfer the window with their sort of budgets. And we that drives us to have to spend a fortune. Oh, the scum are fucked. But, you know, scum. we're going to have to spend a fortune, boys. We might have to spend £100 million on, on two wingers. We might actually have oh. to restructure the team. If Ozil goes, we've got to buy a serious number 10. We have to replace Ramsey. We need to bring in a fullback. It, it, it really has just thrown a spanner into the works. The success of this season and the success of Emery. Hmm. I, 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 listen, um, everybody had reservations over Emery. Uh, you know, I, I went in with an open mind, but from and he went through that little bit of a wobble, or the team did 
but I I can just see it improving. I was told, look at man of the match as well, and then we need to move on. But um, man of the match, everyone's talking about man of the match was Ozil. No, I, I can un- I, I can understand where pe- I, I agree. Um, I can understand where people coming on about man of the match Ozil. Um, he had a better game than he normally did. He was very influential on some very, as we said, deft touches and everything else. Um, yeah. I, one word, who's your man of the match? With one sentence, why? Uh, let's start at the top. Mustafi's pants. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Lacazette. Just, just so people know, I, yeah. pe- people uh, on here, I get the names that, uh, that people join um, the uh, platform we use. And they can decide. And I, uh, My name has to be Fergus all the time because I, I host it. But the guys choose what they want to be. And... Um, Scunny has gone Mustafia's pants, so we know what his uh, motive is. Mine, um, mine's a mixture of like Mustafia's shit, Mustafia's a clown, Mustafia's pants. It's usually <laughs> Mustafia's something. Obviously, Max is on about Dawn, crack a fucking, and he stops there, and then Johnny be back. So Mustafi with pants, Scunny, uh, man Mustafi of the match, with pants. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Lacazette, and I think it's pretty obvious. I thought he had a great game overall, and. And the, I think he deserved the goal that he got as well. Cracker Don. Lacazette, closely followed by Ramsey, closely followed by Monreal, who I thought was an unsung hero in the game. Mm, interesting. Johnny be back? Uh, mine's Lacazette, closely followed by Ramsey, closely followed by Maitland-Niles. Um, it's a, a clean sweep. Lacazette led from the front. Um, dogged, got back in there, dug in, uh, held up the ball, laid balls off. He done what Giroud did, but with a bit of style. Um, finished, got 20 goals for us this season. Aubameyang, yes, has got more goals. Um, but Lacazette has just been building himself in from being... Abused, I think, uh, last last season by Wenger. Um, I thought it was great. Closely followed by Ramsey's got to be in there with a, a good shout because, like you know, two goals, one disallowed. Ozil, I would put in that category as well. Um, I did give a shout out to Mustafi only because Mike, only because he had a much better game than he normally did, and he didn't do all the fuck ups he normally done. Um, Maitland Niles was a good shout. Yeah, I. I he made some good runs in the second half, but yeah, clearly for me was Lacazette. He so needed the, the bo- goal. He needed the goal as well, Lacazette. I've been yeah. saying it for weeks and weeks to have this run in that we've got this seven games. You know, we're one down with seven to go. The importance for Lacazette to get that goal, the fact that it was filthy, it was a filthy, filthy goal, and the fact that he had another one that he absolutely stefaned that got cleared off the line. Um, huge for Arsenal and huge for us moving forward. Prediction league-wise, guys, it's, it was a good week for me. I predicted a 2-0 um, and Trev, on behalf of the guests, predicted a 4-0, so either result could have happened. Um, I got the three points. Manny and Mike, uh, Scunny, on behalf of the Mikes, you went for a 3-1 and Manny went for... Sorry, you went for a 3-0 and Manny went for a 3-1. I'm on 42 points. Manny's on 39. Mike's and the guests are on 36. Under-18s came back from 2-0 down on the 86th minute. Saka getting the opener. Um, 
somebody Foster from Spurs, a nobody, probably a journeyman or whatever, um, own goal. And then um, we ended up uh, winning the game 3-2 in the 92nd minute, I think. It don't matter which team it is in Tottenham, is it? It don't matter if it's the senior or the juniors or the under-18s or what. They just love an own goal. Well, we just hate Tottenham. Well, there is that. But they do love an own goal. Listen, we've got a game on Sunday, which is um, going to be really tough. And we've got, I think, is it six games? We've got, we've got um, Everton, then we've got Napoli on Thursday, Watford on Sunday, um, Napoli on Thursday. Uh, no, is it no? Is it Monday? I mean, we've we got a clutch of games. I think it's four or five games in, in 16 days. Um, Everton is not an easy place. I think we normally do okay up there. Mm. Lineup changes. We won't have. Uh, I I think we'd have Torreira because he can't play in this game. He's not available until the Watford game. Um. So I think if Shaq is fit, I think he'll replace maybe Ramsey and then rotate Ramsey and Ozil. I think Ramsey will probably be uh, rested for the away the away trip in Napoli. Well, we're home Ramsey first, aren't off, we? Ramsey went off with a knock, didn't he? A, a slight, yeah, he did. Knock. He did. He was, he, but it's come back. He's not injured. He's just he he's playing it cautious. He wants to make sure he gets his money at Juventus. Of course, <laughs> I'd I'd rest him. I'd rest I'd rest Ramsey out. There's some big games to play. I'd, I'd start Ozil. Yeah, so I'd start. I. And, and I would I'd start Mkhitaryan personally. Mm, good shout. Good shout. Good shout. And who's their main threats? Everton, uh, what are you looking at? Um, well, it's definitely not Walcott, is it? It's got uh, Adrissa Gay um, and Andre Gomez in the middle. Uh, there's Richarlison. Yeah, Richarlison obviously. and Gomez, I think. They're, they're the worst. And, oh. They've been linking up really well yeah. as well, which is a bit worrying. Mm. You never know. Well, Gomez might come on form. a cheap yet. Mm. Everton's definitely found some form and they're going to have a say. Everton, I think I was saying the other week, Everton and West Ham, I think, play the most of the teams in the top six out of any other team. So they've taken some points, and hopefully they don't don't take any points off us. Well, Everton West Ham played last weekend on Saturday evening, and a friend of mine went down to the London Stadium and watched it, and he said West Ham were appalling. He said mm-hmm. Everton weren't great, but West Ham were that bad, they just tore them apart. Uh, score predictions, boys? 2-0. So let's type these in. <clears throat> I've lost my place on here. Uh, Do you ever really have it? Or is it an existential question for you? So, are, are, are Johnny, are you be, uh, doing uh, on behalf of the guest? Or is, um, is I my... hope next year that there's a, a slightly expanded... There will uh, be. There will league. be. There will be. There will be. So, I, okay... Uh, Trev, you've done. Uh, sorry, um, Max, you've done a few. Johnny, you haven't done that many, have you, on the guests? I haven't. No. So you're going to go two, two nil, two nil. Okay. Um, Mike, on behalf of the mics, uh, I'm going to say two one. Okay. We're away from home, and I always worry about that. I think I think Max should predict for Manny. Uh, you know what? I, th- I think that's both, good. 14 <laughs> they, they, they nil. Both, 
f- five nil to Everton. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're both their names begin with M A. You know, yeah, got yeah, yeah. Two mics and a two Yeah, yeah. Go on, Mur. Can you predict from Mur? For argument's sake, I am actually going to predict a one-one in my uh, in my breakdown of our running. This was one of the the games that I put aside for dropped points. Don't know why. I don't actually have a reason for it. The form line would suggest otherwise, but one-one. I am the same as the mics, and I'm going for a two-one. So, um, the Arsenal ladies—they've been doing quite well. Um, they played Birmingham on Sunday, uh, and they secured Champions League football for the first time since 2013. As well, uh, it was a hard-earned one-nil win over um, Birmingham City. Uh, the opening ex- exchanges uh, proved quite cagey. Uh, the Blues disrupted our attack with every opportunity and reduced us to testing the defence with some like. Hopeful crosses. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, going into the break, it was a goalless draw. But in the second half, the Blues came out full of confidence and they started a very much the stronger side. But in the 79th minute, McCabe cut inside from the bottom right and beat a marker to find the bottom left-hand corner with a powerful strike, guaranteeing Champions League uh, football at Meadow Park next season. What does this mean? Well, this means that ahead of our final three uh, fixtures um, in the WSL, we only need six points uh, to secure the title. Um, Man City have a game ahead of us. Um, our next fixture is Arsenal uh, versus Everton at Meadow Park uh, at 12.30. And the Brighton game, showing that they, um, the focus with the British media and stuff is increasing. The Brighton game has been moved to the Amex Stadium. It's normally at the People's Pension Stadium really weird um uh, down in brighton um at 12:15 on the 28th of april at uh, and it will also be um shown on um bt sports we overran on that uh newcastle thing just general chat but um let's have a look at a couple of other games uh Lloris, sorry liverpool versus spurs <laughs> um how much did we laugh like i All said the love and own way goal. to the points bank mm. That, very that, funny. Liverpool looked strong. I, I didn't see all the game. I saw match of the day and stuff because we all use various methods to, to watch our football. Um, some kosher, some not so kosher. I'm only saying that because of Spurs. Um, and um, I I went on because I didn't have, I wasn't near my, um, my TV. I went on to the computer and went on to a normal website. I normally go to watch the football and all the links are gone. So I didn't actually see the game live. Um, but Liverpool, by all accounts, were really strong in the first half and Spurs came back in the second half and they held their own and probably were deserved of a point. But um, Alder Weldon and Lloris, <laughs> what a fuck up. Hasn't Lloris been had a shocking season? He's Great been, he's always got, had that in him, though, hasn't he? He's always got a clangor in him. Make Manny happy. Manny fucking hates him. With I would have passion. had him. You know, a few years back, I would have had him at, at Arsenal. He was to, he was a yeah. top three top three keeper in the world for a, a period of time. But mate, he's, he hasn't half had a clangor in him this year. Well, France won the uh, the World Cup in dis, you know despite of him, not because of him. Mm. And guys, why don't you talk about um, Man United um, against Watford, um, uh, and then against Wolves, and Decore? He's been linked with Arsenal for about what three windows. Yeah. 
you know, is he the the new Vieira? Is is the he, second coming? Yeah. Hmm. That, in, I a don't heart, know. in a heartbeat, Fergus. I He's not going to come cheap. I, oh, no, yeah. no, no, not at all. He, he, I think he'd be... 30 def- to 40, I think. Absolutely, absolutely, Johnny. Um, 30 to 40 I'm going to say 40 to 50, just because it's... You want to be different. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah, I like being different. But uh, yeah. no, I just think it's because it's Watford and with it being another English uh, team bidding for him, if we did, I think they'll just raise the value. Uh, yeah, they probably would. But I don't think we... If we got rid of Xhaka, I would say, yes, get him. I think uh, it would be... It dep- a- I think it depends where where and how and formations and what we're going to play. And I think one thing that we've definitely seen this year is the the idea or the, the concept of a first 11 that we had for so long under Wenger, where it very yeah, much yeah. was a first 11. Under Emery, it's very much a first 16. And I think that rotation through the squad between Torreira, between Xhaka, between Genduzi, and if we're going to play three in a midfield, yeah, I'd go pick him up. Even at 45 million, I'd go pick him up. I think we could do with that that power. I I, I truly think that um, he could do everything that Xhaka does in terms of the link-up play and the passing range and so on. But he also has more drive forward and and he's better in the tackle as well. Um, so I think he's got to be. Has, has he scored more goals than Shaka? I don't know. I think I think with their game, goals are a bonus. Shaka has got that out of box potential. <laughs> one in <It's> twenty. All... <laughs> I'm just about to say that. Oh, yeah, one in twenty. <laughs> That's why I said potential. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure about Decore's. I think he's he's more likely to get a header because he's a little bit taller and he's stronger. I think with Decore, um, he is more of a CDM, whereas Xhaka is more of a central midfielder player. He's more, yeah, he's more of a deep lying playmaker. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, it it suit quite well next to Torreira, I think. Look, there's a Gwendoza. huge amount of our transfer policy is going to rely on what happens with Mesut, in my opinion. You know, if he. If he digs his heels in and wants to stay, Max, you know if... what? I've, I, I was talking to. Sorry, I, I know I'm talking over you, but I was talking to a guy and talking about his performance in the game against Newcastle, and we talked about flat trap ponies and so on. And I was talking to a guy, um, seems reasonably clued up on an opinion about football and so on. And he, he came along and said, um, Mesut can see Champions League football, and he's turned it on because. That's the platform he thinks he should be on. He's not yep. wanting to be playing in fucking Kyrgyzstan and um, Belarus on a Thursday night. He wants to be playing at Real Madrid. He wants to be playing at Barcelona, PSG. And I think he can see it. So, if it, 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 good point, I I, I hear exactly his, what you're saying about the transfer problem, window. Fergus. Maybe that's Özil's problem. You know, is that his vision of himself is above his above his station or his work rate is only? We've only ever seen it. But he is that quality of a when player. he's been playing for a new contract, or he can go out there and bully people. So, I, look, I'm not I'm not going to jump on this sign him up and keep him bandwagon. I've I've stuck to my guns for the whole season, where I've said he's paid too much. We need to uh, address that. Not that we have a salary cap, but the internal salary cap that Arsenal have and the metrics within it. And for us to be able to actually move forward, I think there are uh, different types of players. We, we, that we, need. we can't address that when you've got Man City and um, uh, what they're talking about, the Haya, and they're talking about Pogba 
Uh, De Gea is demanding three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand pound a week, or else he's walking next season. So, but we're not, football, we're not, we're fo- not going to, we're not going to do that. I just still think that our our transfer policy and what we do, and whether or not we go and buy central midfielders, if Özil does go for whatever reason, we need to replace him with a creative midfielder, especially considering that the other man who plays number 10 is already signed and gone, and that is going to have a huge effect on what our transfer policy is, both well, we got the man, we got Smith Rowe, and position. You know, Smith Rowe's not going to do fuck all for us next year. Number 10 as well. Yeah, but it's not going to get us, it's not going to keep us in top four. No, it's not. You know, no, this not, is no, the thing. Not. We have to start but replacing we, the Champions we, League. We, we won't let... Ramsey is gone. We won't let... Um, Ozil go this summer. Ozil will not go this summer. Listen, the last game I was going to look at before we go into a huge big debate in that one was the Cardiff 2-1. We touched on it earlier about the offside and everything else. But um, Warnock jumping around and being really fucked off was was funny. But I'll make him right. Um, I've got you. But do small teams have a disadvantage? I think anybody this season, uh, with the changing of the rules, especially around uh, offside, they've all got a disadvantage. I don't think the big teams get a benefit of the doubt all the time. Uh, I think that's a, a, a wrong uh, preconception. It's just there's not. I don't think there's a particular bias there. Anybody else want to add on there? No, no, I'm happy with what Johnny said. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about talking about transfer window then. Um Danny Welbeck, uh out of contract. Sign con- him up. Sign him up. <laughs> Sign him up. Da- Danny Welbeck out of contract. Uh, first of all, he's um coming so ahead in training, he's back and running and everything else. There's a chance he might actually get a game before the end of the season for Arsenal. Um the the question I had written down here was will he play for Arsenal again? Possibly. Would you offer another contract? If so, why? If not, why? To replace him to replace him will cost you at least thirty million pounds in the transfer window for either the same wages for either the same wages or more. And he covers the figures though he plays he plays so many roles he can play so many positions you'd have to sign two players in order to find that same kind of coverage and he, was he can in play on both flanks he can play and, 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 and what world class striker are top class because we're probably not in the world class category currently um, mm. but what top class striker will want to sign to be on the bench this is where Tottenham have had their problem like you know who wants to sign to sit in the bench at White Hart Lane, you know, because well, who'd want to be at White Hart Lane? But that aside, um, you know, they had their core 11, 13 players, and we talked about the 16, Unai's 16, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think he, he's worth a two year contract, even with a one year with a one year extension or a two year contract, then you can sell him on for. Five million, three million. We bought him for sixteen million. It's he, he's a free player. I think he's worth a free three year minimum deal. Honestly, I'm he's with you, 20, Johnny. He's twenty. He's only just turned twenty eight, isn't he? Uh, you know, it, we're going to get the best of his years now. You know, we've shown showing that bit of faith in him uh, and saying to him, "Look, we even though you you've been injured, etc., we still believe that you can do a job for us." 
I we lost a step when he went down. Uh, oh, good, yeah. He was one of the biggest losses for us. Yep. 100% Johnny he, he was just a for depth. huge loss for us yeah no not just for not just for depth but, but at the start options. of the season what Emery was able to do was maintain the physicality and maintain the tempo through the bench so he would yeah. bring guys on and then he was able to bring Welbeck on and without losing a step you bought on a different shape a different body a different puzzle for defenses to solve a guy who's big strong good feet Good in the air. Good feet. And let's not forget, <laughs> not good feet in front of, no, not good, good feet, feet in front feet, of goal. Not good feet in front <laughs> of goal. Not when, not when the ball's underneath his yeah. feet, isn't. <laughs> no. Well, actually, he scored a couple of decent goals for us early in the season. So, nah, I'm you know, sorry. I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say let him go. I'm, I said it when we was all having a discussion on our Facebook messenger group. Uh, I can't not. Oh, is it on Facebook? He, he's got. I'm, for me, he's got to go. It's not. To me, it's not worth it. I think. With Nelson coming back next year, you've got Smith Rowe coming back. So there's your two covers for what Johnny was saying. Uh, you need two players. You've got two there. You know what I mean? Would Nelson you, can you... play on either side of the wing and in the middle. And Mike... Smith Rowe can play in the middle and on the left. Would 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 you not like to see maybe a Wolby go out and loan? Well back come back in for a year with maybe a year option and then it will be come back after a year because they type of like I just I don't think it, it from what I've seen over the years with Wellbeck yeah he adds a bit of pace every now and again but I just don't think it's as is as amazing as what you guys are making out it is I just I, I just don't see it the guy's got 16 goals in in his whole career at Arsenal and he's played what uh, eighty-eight games, and maybe half them he's, coming off the he's bench. He's more than goals, mate. He's more than goals. It, yeah, but maybe, yeah, maybe rate, it is. But who? Never... Yeah, but who else? We've got other people. Look, 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 look what We've got the other youngsters who can do exactly the same job. He can. I don't think they can do exactly look, look, the same look, job. Look, 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 what he, look what he Look what he done with England in the World Cup. He, Fuck he's... all. He had one game. No, he, he plays well for England. He scores goals for England. People slag off Sterling when he was playing in the World Cup the last time. And look at Sterling now. Did he even Welbeck have got the league? I don't even think Welbeck played in the World Cup. Did he have uh, half I don't a game? Know if he, but, no, in the Euros or whatever. But him for England, he scores for England all the time. He is Peter a, Crouch he, has scored more for England. Yeah, but the, the, I'm, the, the, sorry. No, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, 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 that Danny Welbeck, yes, he's shit at finishing. Um, but he offers something. He offers a threat. No different than a Wobie offers a no, threat. He is, in, is, in, 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 he is in, better like, off as a squad player. I admit, yeah, he is a squad player for us. And, and, and he's a and good quality. It. Who's a better squad player, a Wobie or Welbeck? I'd I would have, have Welbeck over a Wobie every day of the week. Well, well, I'd, use, I'd, I'd rather have a Wobie. Welbeck to send a Wobie on loan and see if a Wobie's actually going to turn into something while we've got something ready-made. I like Danny off the left. I love Danny off the left. Well, we can, we've up. got Smith Rowe who can play. Is off that the left. Aussie for something? <laughs> this is what I mean. Fuck we've Smith, got we've got Smith Rowe. He's done nothing. <laughs> we were just saying a bit. What was it saying earlier in the podcast no, that I we really need to like be giving him, these youngsters a chance, s- and I'm yet not, you're not going to give them a chance because you want to keep Welbeck who falls over near enough as much time as bloody Mustafi. Bollocks! No, and he gets the fucking ball lost under his feet. Bollocks! Okay, okay. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I think that's the best one. Listen, um, talking about somebody, um, I wrote this one before uh, last night's game. So uh, you were saying earliest Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday night, Mike. But um, uh, last night, um, Wolves. Apologies. 
Yeah, it's no, no, it's no problem. Um, I'll let you off. Um, <laughs> I was ranting. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, it's Wednesday night, and last night on Tuesday night, um, uh, Wolves beat Man United. But when I wrote this quite, uh, question was top four. Uh, battle who will get in Ollie is now permanent manager at Man United uh, is that a good idea do you think he'll be successful and the second question on top of that obviously the wheels are falling off for Ollie um, what ex-gooner would you want back to be a manager stroke head coach at Arsenal two sentences each um, you're very vocal at the minute Mike off you go <laughs> cheers uh, yeah I think uh, Ollie will get into the top four uh, I just think it's just that when you get a new manager, it's just that curse. I think halfway through the season, he's got he's he's had he had a good run, then he gets signed up and he's had a couple of losses. You know, I mean, a couple of losses. So I think it's just that little bit of a curse that he's had. Uh, as for uh, a former Arsenal player to become head coach, I'd like to see Vieira. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to expand on that, Johnny? I was agreeing. I didn't realize you were coming. I thought he was going to say something. <laughs> I was agreeing. Vieira would be a very good option. I think. Well, he did well. Uh, in, he did well in America. He's, I suppose he's not doing. He's doing as good as he can at, in France at the minute. I think he's doing quite well at Nice. To be honest with you, I haven't really seen. If I'm being, I heard he's doing quite nice at Nice. Mm. He hasn't got a lot to play with because they had their squad decimated last summer. And uh, I think he's do- making the most of what he's got, to be quite frank. I think that that's what uh, Henri had the issues with, because their squ- Monaco had their squad decimated as well. And... Completely. I mean, like in previous years, they are a selling club, Monaco. But they that's had, the model. Uh, they don't have the attendance and the revenue. Their, their, their thing is fine youngsters. Tax-free uh, wages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sell them off and make a huge profit. You know who I would want to sign more than anybody else, right? In terms of management structure, outside of the uh, the, the playing staff, would be David Ding, because we need some wheeler dealer to sell some fucking players for decent money. Maybe get whoever Liverpool have got, because they managed to sell people for ridiculous amounts of money. David Dean, D- David Dean is back involved in the club in a, a different way. In a second, I'll talk about. Um, Max, Max, did uh, what ex Arsenal player? Are, well, first of all, is Ali a good move? And uh, what Arsenal player would you have back as a manager, head coach? Uh, on menu, I don't know whether it's a, a fantastic move. I think it's very easy for someone to come in, a, a manager to come in and be able to just rub everyone's balls and tell them to go out and express themselves. But when the going gets tough and he actually has to stand the up tough against going. Pogba's. Yeah, when he has to stand up against Pogba's and guys like that and, and they decide to throw their toys out the pram, I reckon he's fucked. But, you know, fuck menu And uh, Vieira. Uh, uh, Vieira is the guy who I'd like to see back at the the club at at some point. I, I don't think you would say he's had a successful or a highly successful coaching career, but I think he's taken a a, a difficult road instead of the you know the easy road of of you know just like the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer road, I guess. Um, but you know he's gone to France, he's gone to America. He's I think he'd do a great job at Arsenal, and I'd just love to see that sting and that fight back at the club. I on, on on the Ollie thing. I, I what I I never liked him as a player. 
because um, he always came on and always got a goal and shit like that. And I hate Man U and my brother's links and everything else. But what I did like about Oli getting appointed as manager, even caretaker manager and now full-time manager, was just he instilled... Like, we talk about the Arsenal, um, something about the class of Arsenal, Arsenal history, the Arsenal way of playing football. There's a Man United way. We go back, like, we talked about the other week about the Arsenal-Man United game felt like it used to be like the old days. And I think he instilled and brought back that to these overpaid prima donnas. No, you're playing for fucking Man United. This is this is what you do. This is what how you play. He put his arm around the shoulders and all that sort of stuff. Ex Gooners, I'd like to see back. I don't think he'd ever do it. I'd love Ian Wright to do it. Yeah, he's never really been interested. In no, he he said he said it. But you guys, I agree. Uh, Vieira, Henri. I don't think I'd want him to do it because I think he'd probably be a flop, and that would be yeah. such you a disappointment. You wouldn't want to spoil that, would you? No. I want to. Yeah, yeah I'd like to see Henri manage a lower club and see how he does. You know, I mean, start off, start well, off Saul low Campbell instead is of starting. Isn't he? Yeah, I think Henri yeah, needs to start off lower than jump into weirdo. Monaco. <laughs> He's a stone cold weirdo. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he is a, st- he, he's a strange he fucking, man. Yeah, he's a straight. He is nutty as squirrel shit. I'm sorry, he is nuts. <laughs> Listen, he is cuckoo could No, there's nothing about race or anything of giving black managers a chance or anything. Just based on him as a person, he is fucking mental. That, that makes a good manager, really, doesn't it? Because you don't know where he's going to fucking turn next, do you? Uh, Warnock, Warnock fits all those categories. <laughs> Yeah, but difference is he's he's good at managing people, right? Is he? he yeah, by all no, he's, he's one of the if, best. If, if you don't, like, if he doesn't like it, you're fucked. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if he if you he does like you, and he's a good man manager. That's what is consistent through the years. But you know, going back to the people we'd want to bring back, right? Uh, you were saying about uh, Terry Henry, you'd want him to come back, but you wouldn't want him to be back if he was going to be a flop, for the same reason. I'd want to bring back uh, Dennis Burkham. He's been Great. doing all right in Ajax, though. So. I don't. I don't well, the Ajax team, the Ajax team itself, is doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. but he's left. He left. He left Ajax. Has he? Yeah, I he thought he was still Ajax. there. He could. He could be. I'm looking at his picture now. I have got a signed picture right in front of me. He could be a good director of football. Oh yeah, can you imagine? But the thing is, though, you, you'd have to take a fucking car if you. You wouldn't be able to fly out to do any any deals. No, he'd he? just do it by Skype now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Listen, we're I talking to Melbourne so right now. now. We're talking about it. What is it? It's uh, half past seven in the morning. Half past six. I don't know what time. It half is. past it's six, Fergus. Half past six. Right. Last, last one. Very, very, very briefly because we've overshot by fifteen minutes. Um, David Dean, um, ex-Arsenal chairman, and Alexis uh, Alex Scott, uh, former England captain and Arsenal women's captain. I um, love Alex Scott. Oof. Easy, fellas. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> BA. BA. I, 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 back, back, back. Sit, boy. My sit. word. Sit, down, boy. Sit, down. sit, sit, sit. Uh, you mentioned that fucking sock, I'll slap you. <laughs> Just sit. <laughs> sit. Um, working with um, some women's offenders in a re- rehab program. I literally saw this about 
five minutes before we start recording this on on local news and apparently Arsenal the first team to do it uh, with uh, some um, women's offender prisons um, in the UK and there's now 35 teams that have signed up on the back of it and it all start from David Dean and Alex Scott Um, it's a six week programme and it's trying to give them some sporting qualifications and to try and give you know people who've taken a wrong steer um a bit of paper that hopefully will give them a, a different route at the other end. Another bit of classy Arsenal stuff. That's all I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Alex Scott, Johnny? Uh, I love her. I love her <laughs> in ways that I shouldn't love her. Thank you for listening to... <laughs> this has escalated quickly. <laughs> right, listen... While Johnny is going to get a cold shower, um, it- <laughs> the thing is that no, if you think about it, right, there's so many vacuous human beings that are famous for just the fact that they're famous. You're like those horrible fucking car Kardashians and shit. Yeah, they've got no fucking talent whatsoever, right? Whereas Alex Scott, she is supremely talented at what she does. She's a pretty she, lady, and she's clever. Beautiful, she is sharp as a tack, and she is one of the most beautiful women you will ever likely to meet. Uh, I mean, when you see her, I saw her from like 15 yards away, and she, I could see from there she is a stunning You're stunning boasting woman. now, aren't you? I think she, saw, she might have looked around and saw you drooling as well. He's got to be a bit further away than 15 yards now. Because oh, yeah, yeah, he's a 20-yard man, order. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this but is a 500-yard uh, there. <laughs> as, as a father of two two daughters, right, she is the kind of pe- person you want your children to be um, idolising or using as a role model, not these fucking Kardashian twats. Oh, no, 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 no like, we, we were being a bit blokish on that but no you're 100% right um you want people to be looking up to people who've actually achieved something and done something and also like even Beckham you know Beckham is not the, the sharpest pencil in the box but he's done well for himself he's made some good money he's more uh, clever than you think I like I like Bex I think he's a yeah. lovely man I think he's very uh, yeah. smart it, despite sounding a little bit dim he plays on it though, and he must he, have had a laugh when he, he named his squad into he, he Miami. He don't get to where he's where he's got to with the talent that he's got. I mean, his, his career is still going. He, he stopped playing what five years ago? No, he's well, real football probably about ten years ago. This is what I'm talking about. It's like his career has gone on and on and on. He he and he has played it so so well. Now, as an owner of an MLS club called Inter Miami. You must have been laughing at that. Oh, on the subject of, of um, owners of football teams, and right, okay, we've we've overran. Fuck it. Um, we've got three minutes. Where are balls deep? Let's the, go. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Oh, this sounds like arse bros. <laughs> um, In your honour. Uh, rumours are that there was some talk of. Um, uh, maybe Arab owners in, sniffing around. Anybody heard of that? Was that all April Fool's bollocks? I think it was probably uh, April Fool's bollocks. Bullshit. Absolute mm. bullshit, but I'd take it. Which, which, which leads me carefully into, because that was April Fool's bollocks, and Johnny is party to um, uh, my suckerism of April Fool's bollocks, because I, I sniffed out all of them, the um, 
lathe user from the Islington Gazette, but up the uh, Freighton Bennett Pies because that's where um, uh, Terrera Frey Bentos. Comes, Frey Brentos, Frey Bentos, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, come, comes from uh, Terrera comes from that 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 town. Um, at half time. Uh, at the Newcastle game, I'm standing at block five, and above block five, block six, it says victory through harmony. And I turned around and said to, to Johnny, I said, hey, Johnny, did you read that story on Arsblog? And he said, what one's that? I said, about them trying to change, Cronky, um, trying to change the, uh, the 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 motto of the club from uh, uh, Victoria Concardia, victory through harmony, to like you know, gr- uh, there was five options, and the one that stuck in my head was Great Britain, Great Gunners. And he turned around and said, "Fuck, first of April, April Fools." I went, "Oh shit, I felt a right, Stefan." <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it has been really good. We have really overrun again. I blame Max. Um, always will do because this is a short one for you, isn't it? It is, mate, it is. You know, we, we yeah, like and, to hit that two-hour mark at the Arse Brothers. Uh, but it's been really good. I, um, You're late for your gym as well, by the way, because you said you are going to the gym at 6.30. Yeah, I cancelled that fucking yesterday, mate. Did you say gym <laughs> or gin? <laughs> gin. Gin. Oh, I, I like yeah. to do both. I drink I'm on just, a treadmill. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just making sure it was the right one. Boys, thanks very much for uh, joining us. Uh, been really, really good. Remember, you can catch us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, we're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Uh, our website is gunsandyellowribbons.com. Um, up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.